0: You're listening to the Cannabis Reporter Radio Show with Snowden Bishop.
1: Welcome back to another edition of the Cannabis Reporter Pro Series. I'm your host, Snowden Bishop, and I'm happy you could join us. Today's interview features T.J. Frost, a practice leader for hub international which is a global insurance brokerage serving the cannabis industry with an array of rock solid policies for just about every size and type of cannabis company they say an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure that is especially true in this rapidly evolving industry unlike businesses and other sectors cannabis companies have unique challenges and Due to legal ambiguities of operating in this space, they've been grossly underserved when it comes to highly regulated services like banking and insurance. Hub International is one of the few major insurance brokers that has developed a full-service vertical providing an array of policies for cannabis companies in the United States, Canada and around the world. TJ has a unique understanding about the regulatory landscape of the cannabis industry and how best to advise clients on risk services, claims management, and compliance support. He has amassed a vast network of experts and carriers that serve the cannabis industry specifically. What I find most compelling about TJ is his passion for the sector. It was actually born from personal loss, which inspired him to serve as an unrelenting advocate to help cannabis companies navigate the complexities of ensuring their businesses against unexpected losses. TJ, I've been looking forward to speaking with you, so thank you so much for joining me.
0: No, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to the conversation.
1: Thank you so much for being here. So, I'd really love to hear in your own words how you began working. In the cannabis industry with Hub International.
0: Yeah, so it's actually kind of a—I um, mean, I think it's a good story, a sad but good story. So, I came to Hub in 2015 right after my uh, father lost his battle to cancer. My wife and I were getting married and then we were planning kids, and I was in a in a career that was working 70, 80 hours a week, and it wasn't really suited for a family life. So, I had a good friend over at Hub. And he's like, you should come over and talk to us. And watching my father battle cancer with opiates, and then transferred to, you know, cannabis and and medicating himself with cannabis and CBD versus opiates. You know, I I became a, a proponent and a big advocate for that. So when I came to Hub, it was an easy transition as long as they would allow me to participate in the cannabis field. And locally in Seattle, that was the that was the case. So it was great. It was a fantastic start. Of course, my, my wife is like a first grade teacher. She's like, so you're going to insure cannabis? I don't, I don't know about this. And uh, But we, we took it and we've been doing it since I, I came on board in 2015. It's been fantastic. So, you know, with our practice, we in 2017, Hub really participated at a high level and said that we were going to insure the cannabis space in the US. And in 2018, we made an international vertical and now we're just rocking and rolling. It's a blast.
1: I'm so sorry to hear about your father. But, you know, I'm glad that he was able to find comfort with cannabis. That is a a big issue. But I'm glad you found this space because I think it is very important. And I'm also glad to hear that you were able to find a company that was amenable to entering the industry. Because this is a challenge, I think, for industries that are regulated, especially like banking and insurance industries like that. So what about in the rest of the world? Because I know that you insure people all over the world, but are you doing anything in cannabis, like say in Europe or Australia?
0: Yeah, so I currently insure in 33 states and seven countries, personally.
1: Oh, and what are those countries?
0: Yeah, Colombia, Deutschland, Germany, Canada, of course, Jamaica. Those are the ones off the top of my head.
1: Excellent. Okay. And then what were some of the challenges being in the insurance industry to working in the space? I mean, for for Hub
0: alone, I mean, the challenge was really, you know, we're the sixth largest broker in the world. And, and to re- publicly announce that we were doing cannabis, we had to have a good following and a good background. And Hub has that story. And when Lloyds pulled out of the marketplace in 2014, it really shocked the industry. And there wasn't a a program out there that was, you know, to the standards. And Hub saw, uh, you know, an industry that was struggling and wanted to participate in it and see what we could do. And we really did. And, you know, our conversations are at a carrier level and an underwriting level, but also on a client-facing level, you know, as we're the broker for the industry, we're, we're able to have played both sides. You know, I, I typically call myself a referee because I'm in the middle of a carrier versus our client and we do what's best for our client. So it's fantastic that we do have hubs backing in this.
1: How many carriers are there that actually will insure the cannabis industry?
0: That's a great question. You know, daily we're getting more and more involved. I get calls all day long and every week about, uh, hey, How's this looking? Do you think we should get into this field? I had a meeting earlier today with a carrier that was thinking about getting in the DNO space when they do general liability. And so right now in total, we're probably about 26 to 28 carriers, uh, but that's ever changing. You know, some unfortunately stick their toe in the water and it doesn't work out. And then some have been doing it for three, four or five years. And, you know, we're really trying to paint a broader picture and, and more of a holistic approach versus have someone come into the space for you know six months to a year. And they're like, I ah, know we're out. You know what I mean? And we saw that with Lloyd's and we don't want that to happen.
1: Of course, it is an emerging industry. And so there are regulatory constraints that are different in each state. So how do you deal with that in terms of dealing with your clients? I mean, Uh, what do you advise them about the insurance needs and are there differences in the states as the laws vary in different states?
0: Yeah, of course, it it varies state by state. I mean, since cannabis is not federally legal, and it's legal at a state level, each state is in control of, say, their own... um,
1: Regulatory constraints?
0: Regulatory constraints, exactly, right? And so, you know, some states mandatory uh general liability and product liability while other states are just general liability and then the limits as well uh some states you have to be with an admitted carrier well there's not a lot of admitted carriers out there so there are some restraints but nothing that's crippled the industry or withheld growth in my opinion it is like you said it's it's you know it's it's a growing industry and so these policies are growing of of course as well and you know it's just being with an expert brokerage or, or agent that can help you expand that and expand that knowledge with, at the carrier level.
1: So are there any limitations as to what you can cover in terms of loss prevention? I mean, are there any restrictions that would bar you from insuring certain losses?
0: So there's always misconceptions and myths about coverage in our point of view. And, you know, we'll have client meetings and they'll say, well, I can't get outdoor crop coverage. Well, that's not true you know, someone told them that, well, I can do outdoor crop. We can do workers' comp. We can do product liability. We can do product withdrawal. There's not an issue or a line, let's say, or risk that we can't insure against. Of course, if the federal government comes in and seizes our product, we can't insure against the federal government. But that's the same with the toy store manufacturer. If, a, you know, if the federal government comes in and takes all the toys, they're not going to get them back and you can't insure against that loss as well. So it's the same, you know, is there premium differences? It's all in the eye of the beholder, really.
1: You read my mind because I was thinking about that. There always is that risk that that the federal government could make a law change that'll completely debilitate the industry. So so those are losses that really can't be insured even in other industries, right?
0: Right, exactly right. I mean, and if if we were concerned about that at at any level, obviously, we wouldn't be in this space and in the industry. But obviously, we see in the forecast that it will be legal at a federal level. The states are doing a fantastic job monitoring it. And we're looking forward to to some big changes coming
1: up. Yeah, I think that this industry has so much potential. And it looks like within the next couple of years, there will be some major changes at the federal level. So. I'm wondering, what is the first thing you tell someone when they come to you and say, you know, I've had trouble getting insurance for my grow, and I really need to have coverage? What is the first thing you explain to people? What are some of the pitfalls and some of the things that they can look forward to by choosing your company?
0: Yeah, what we want to do is we're, you know, we want to take it as a consultative approach. And we want to learn more about their business. I get, you know, yeah, I'm a grower. Okay, well, tell me more. What does that mean? Are you growing indoor? Are you growing outdoor? Do you have employees? Is this your first time having insurance? You know, let's, Let's learn about you, the company, where you want to take it and build a business plan around that with when it pertains to insurance. Because what we do is we paint the picture with the carrier, right? And we don't, like we talked about earlier, is if a carrier gets off in six to a year, six months to a year, we don't want that. We want to build a three-year plan essentially saying, here's where they are today and here's how we grow. And with our experience with previous customers, is we can take the new, say, a, a new state that's coming on board and they don't know much about the insurance or they've never been in the space. Well, we can take our experience and say, here's what's been successful in the past, and we work down from there. Say, you know, here's every line of covers that we think that's valuable at these indications, but since it's your first year, we know that your struggles are gonna be money, right? And everything's gonna be cash for because these businesses take a while to get up and running. Everyone thinks these businesses are, are cash cows. It's the new oil and gas. That's not the case. You know, a lot of they'll do a lot of gross sales and revenue, but they could be struggling at the income level as well. And so we wanna make sure that we're cost effective to them too. So we take it as a full meal deal package and then we customize it from there. Yeah, this, this limits a little bit high this year. Let's take a look at it next year. And then we'll just work down from there and see really where um, their focal points are. And so we do it as a consultative approach and we take that as well as their risk management, and their safety. Uh, We want to make sure that their safety programs are in place and we can help develop those. Auto is a huge exposure, so we want to develop, you know, checklists for auto. Security measures are a big issue as well in the industry, so of course we want to paint that picture and help them do the right thing at the property level so we can paint it to the carrier level to show them that, hey, these guys really care and this is what they're doing to to help it.
1: So really it sounds like a holistic approach because every company in this space is really different and there's a much bigger learning curve in this industry than in other industries. So that's really good to hear. And then the other thing too, I just wanted to see, do you also ensure like dispensaries at the retail level plus wholesalers and people who have transportation concerns? Like I know that there are some states that grow hemp and have it shipped to another state. And now that hemp is federally legal in a certain extent, you still have to abide by like these state. There are some states Mm -hmm. that haven't really come on board like Idaho, for example. But do you insure against losses in those aspects as well?
0: We do. Yeah. And, you know, we always say seed to sale, right? We can... We can insure it from seed to sale and and all operations in between. Uh, You know, there hasn't been a risk that's come across my desk or my team's desk that we haven't been able to insure, If that's at the cultivation level or if that's at the distribution level or retail level. You know, and at that, we can go to the board level as well and the investor level. We have insurance that can protect the seed to sale, the whole program, so everyone's protected financially.
1: That's really good to know. And what about errors and omissions? Because you were talking about compliance a moment ago and somebody may forget something,
0: <laughs> you know, yeah. or
1: there might be something missed. How does that work?
0: Yeah, so uh, it's a great question, you know, and really the claims that have been going on in the industry right now that are all public knowledge are, you know, ENO and o d and o claims. And with that, you know, there are a few, obviously, directors and officers and e carriers that are out there. Some better than other, but you know, we're very lucky to have them in the field and in the industry. They saw a need with all the money and investors that are flying around, they saw a need and they wanted to participate in it. So obviously the ENO and the DNO is there to protect, you know, creditors, investors, clients, employees, suppliers, um, even competitors, all about, you know, wrongful acts, errors on emissions, management of the company. And we have products for that. And we're getting really good limits as well. And so we've seen some claims in that and we've seen them being paid. And it's fantastic.
1: You know, I was curious, is there a way to mitigate risk of losses due to upstream supply chain noncompliance? Like, for instance, if someone's working with a supplier who happens to do something wrong, are there policies that will protect against that?
0: There are, you know, and that's a fantastic question. So we actually experienced a claim like this, and I'm, I'm happy that you brought it up. Um, you know, one of our, our large producer processors, um, can't keep up with the demand of their product. They have a very, very good name. Um, they produce about 10,000 pounds a week, but then they buy an additional 15,000 pounds a week outsourced. And they put that product in, you know, edibles and vape cartridges and distillate and their personal product is, it goes on a higher level. Well. One of the farms that they bought from, it's out on the Pacific Northwest, and in the Pacific Northwest, there's a three to one sulfur ratio that they can use for the plants. Well, the logo looked the exact same as a one to one sulfur ratio. So the cultivator used a one to one ratio. We bought the product, we put it in distillate, and we put it in cartridges, and then when customers smoked it, it tastes like burning matches. So what we did is we did a product withdrawal. We took everything off the shelves, anything that was to do with that batch, and then we obviously did a product withdrawal claim, and then we subrogated to the farm that we bought it from, and we were able to not pick up all of our losses, but about 80% of them. And that was a big win for us because of the fact that, one, the farm that we got it from didn't have product liability. And so we had to go through some hoops and bounds and circles to get this taken care of. And our carrier was on our side and was able to do this for us. It was a a fantastic win on all parties.
1: That's fantastic to know, because I've heard these horror stories, as you can imagine. I hear a lot. And there's really no way to monitor every single person in that supply chain. So that's very, very good to know. And then if a client needs to go into litigation to recover some losses, will Hub International actually help them with that as well?
0: Yeah, it depends on what level. I mean, we, we're a full spectrum brokerage firm. So we have a solution to pretty much everything. And when it comes to insurance or risk mitigation, but if we can't find it and, and it's a legality of having a, a, an attorney that focuses on the cannabis space, we've built partnerships over the years where we can introduce them to focusing parties in, in that sector of, of um, legal. So that's the nice thing about being in the field for a number of years now is the, the relationships that we've built. But for the most part, Hub has a solution for, for any, any level there.
1: That's really good to hear. And I mean, there have been a lot of issues, like on the health side of insurance as well. There's fine print. How do you explain to people to be sure that they are really aware of the fine print? You know, I'm curious, because there are a lot of people listening who are in this industry. And, you know, there might be some concerns about that.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I'm going to beat a dead horse again about, you know, really having someone as an expert to be on your side. Because, you know, a lot of the language that you're talking about, it goes under the radar and no one brings it up. Well, let's take that language and bring it back to the carrier. How do we get rid of this? How do we take this exclusion off? We won't do it. Okay, what's it going to cost to do it? You know, give me give me something. You got to work with me. And so a lot of times we go back and forth with the carriers. I mean, originally, you know, in the early stages, there wasn't a lot of carriers um insuring the industry. So it was, well, take it or leave it. It's not the case now. And, you know, luckily as Hub, we've built a great name and we are the experts that carriers want to work with us. Well, if they want to work with us, they got to be willing to work with us on the language as well. We're not selling policies that are, you know, under-insuring our clients. We're selling policies to protect our clients and essentially protecting the carrier. So it's about learning these ins and outs. I know on page 33 of a, of a policy I won't mention, there's a hemp and cannabis exclusion. How many brokers know that? I know everything and every policy that's out there. I know the ins and outs because this is the only industry that I insure in. of my book is cannabis, the rest of it are friends and family.
1: Wow. And then how often do you find that clients, the end users, have to have a combination of several different carriers to ensure one operation?
0: It's very common. Uh, You know, just because of the fact the limit capacity isn't quite there yet on certain aspects of the industry pertaining to the carrier side there are multiple carriers involved. I don't think that's a bad thing, but it is getting more streamlined. Uh, you know, a few years ago there we were at a cap of $10 million per location for property values. Now we're seeing upwards of 40, 50, 70 million and so we're we're getting better and better and, and the industry is really growing in a in a great way.
1: Yeah, you're right. It is growing leaps and bounds and I don't <laughs> think 10 years ago I don't think anybody expected this industry to be as powerful as it is and as lucrative as it is. So, you know, it's good to know that there is a solution for insurance for this because, you know, it wasn't. And how long ago did Hub International start carrying policies for cannabis industry?
0: So obviously, you know, we're the broker in the industry, so we're not the carrier side. So it's hard to really pinpoint down exactly when we started insuring cannabis. Just the fact is, you know, we have 450 offices and 11,000 employees. We did make the, you know, we we really cautiously did it in the U.S. in, in 2017. But 2018 is when we actually built the vertical and took it international. I've personally, my first risk was early in 2015. I got a phone call from a friend you know that I knew 20 years ago. He got awarded a cannabis license and he's like, hey, I know you just switched to insurance. Can you come out and take a look at it? And I found a carrier to do it. And I spent two weeks out there learning everything about his industry because you know, this is what I really wanted to do. And it just snowball affected from there. And we're very lucky to have Hub's support and uh, backing.
1: Absolutely. So how do people find you? Because it sounds like you're very passionate about this. And um, you could really provide some great insights to people who are in the industry. How do they find you?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. It is. I mean, I I am passionate about it. This is, you know, this is, uh, this is my baby, you know, I help build the industry when it comes to insurance. And so, you know, I want to make sure that it's done correctly. Because unfortunately, we all know, that, you know, it can all go up and smoke because it's not federally legal yet. So, you know, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me, you know, at Hub. LinkedIn's probably the easiest way. My tag name is TJ Frost Washington. But um, I love these interviews and I love getting our name out there and being able to protect the industry it's fantastic. I just love watching it grow. And to have your support and what you're doing is, is amazing.
1: Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, I'm passionate about it too. And for a lot of reasons. And I've, I started writing about this in 2010. So it's It's been a real pleasure to watch this industry grow and to watch businesses like yours actually get on board with this industry because it is so important. And it is a legitimate industry. And it took a long time for people to realize that it was a legitimate industry. It wasn't just all about a bunch of people wanting to sit on the couch and get high.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. And you know that, yeah, I, I think that you bring up a good point, you know, on our end as well as, you know all brokers are really not created equal, right? And and you really have to deal with an expert in the space. Um, as you've become an expert over the years, and you've spent nine years doing it, you know, we've spent a number of years in the industry as well. And, you know, we always joke that, you know, six months in the industry is like dog years, right? It's just, it's, it's, it's like so 10 ever-changing.
1: Years. <laughs> yeah, right?
0: So we're very lucky. We want, you know, as you want the industry to succeed, so do we but being with an expert in the insurance field, we can only help with that.
1: Well, it's really great to know that you're out there. And I will make sure that all of your information is listed along with this particular podcast under our Pro Series label. And I just want to ask you, is there really anything else that you have a burning desire for people to know?
0: No, I mean, really, it's it's again, you know, Being the experts, being with someone that knows the ins and outs of the field, I mean, if I can help in any way or my team can help in any way, we just want the industry to succeed and we want to be an advocate in the space and uh, we're very lucky to be on, you know, the front runner, but we just want to make sure that this doesn't go away. I'd hate to see everyone's hard work uh, go away. So um, anything we can do, we're here to help.
1: Wow. Well, thank you so much, TJ. This is really great to know and I'm sure that this is something that people who look for information about the industry will really be in search of because there really isn't a lot of information out there just on general searches um, regarding ensuring the cannabis industry. So I thank you for the work that you're doing and I'm really heartened to hear you're passionate about it and that's what it's all about really. (laughs)
0: really is it makes it fun that's for sure
1: yeah absolutely well it's about time to start wrapping up this interview but thank you again so much for joining me i really appreciate it and we certainly appreciate your support as well
0: oh it was my pleasure thank you
1: so as we bring this episode to a close i hope you've enjoyed this interview as much as i did Once again, I'd personally like to thank our guest TJ Frost for sharing his insights and knowledge with us today. If you'd like to learn more about TJ and the work he's doing at Hub International, please visit us online at thecannabisreporter.com, click podcast to find this episode, and there you will find his bio and details about how to reach him directly. You can also visit hubinternational.com to learn more about his company. We have others to thank. First and foremost, I'd like to express our gratitude to Hub International for supporting our educational platform as a Pro Series sponsor. I'd also like to thank our production team here at The Cannabis Reporter and all of our partners who support our work. And last but not least, thanks to all of you for listening. If you work in the cannabis industry and would like to showcase your company and share your expertise as a featured guest on The Cannabis Reporter Pro Series, please send us an email to publisher at thecannabisreporter.com to request a media kit or just to say hello. I'm Snowden Bishop inviting you to join me each week for The Cannabis Reporter radio show and until we meet again be safe stay informed share what you've learned and make it a great day.
0: You're listening to The Cannabis Reporter radio show with Snowden Bishop